You've tuned in the Bellingham Podcast for the week of May 10th, Mother's Day, folks, 2020. This is episode 153. From that lockdown city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And straight out of 98226 for the foreseeable future, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we are continuing yet again the Quarantine Chronicles. Almost missed that one up. Uh, This one is volume five. And uh, as AJ and I continue the conversation from remote locations, uh, keeping plenty of social uh, distance, we want to give a shout out to all the wonderful moms out there. This, you wonderful listener, is the Bellingham Podcast. Oh, Chris, usually I would say, how are you doing? But gosh, I already know what you're going to say. So how are you doing? Uh, As good as can be expected, AJ. (laughs) I'm uh, fair to Midland. And as we're recording this, uh, we have actually got a seven in the first digit of the weather today. So we are now officially in the beautiful season. Uh, Now, how are you doing? Uh, Well, as good as can be expected, the normal pleasantries aside. Uh, This is Mother's Day weekend. Indeed. And so we're going to give a, a shout out to our moms who, uh, at least the two that uh, uh, took care of us in the early years. Uh, thanks, mom, for all you did. Happy Mother's Day. And, uh, and AJ. Yep. And thank you, uh, Chris's mom, for bringing me my podcast partner in crime. And uh, hi, mom. Uh, thanks for bringing me into this life. So with that said, happy Mother's Day and lockdown. And also a shout out to the mothers whom we uh, share a bedroom with. Uh, <laughs> great job, uh, honey, uh, for raising uh, our uh, kiddo, who's not a, quite a kiddo anymore. Uh, but anyway, great. Uh, just wanted to give a Bellingham podcast loving salute to uh, my uh, wife slash mother uh, of our uh, child. Yep, yep. I love you, Wiffy. That's all I got to say. Go. Before we get into our, our segment, I got a little bit of a, I don't know, local beat, somewhat local. <laughs> what? Did you drop your <laughs> mic? <laughs> local beat. <laughs> wow, even under lockdown. Wow, you're still doing it. It's great. Okay, so this comes by way of uh, uh, a friend of the show, Kevin. Uh, he, you can find him on Instagram at Adapted I. Hi, Kevin. Sup, Kevin. So, okay, so Kevin is uh, always in the know when it comes to the most like niche things. And one of the things that he is well known for, other than his photography, is he's a bag nut, just like us. He's up. He is probably the the grand pooba of bag nuttiness. Well, rewind like, I don't know, seven years ago, he introduced me to this company out of Seattle called Tom Bean, and we've talked about them on the show several times. Tom Bean, and I've been to their factory in Seattle, which is really cool. No store in front, you literally go into the factory. Well, in light of COVID, they are tooling up or retooling, I guess, to create masks for the COVID crisis. Now, here's the thing. You're probably thinking to yourself, okay, well, I can go up on the Amazon or some other store and buy something and that'll do the deed. Here's the thing. With Tom Ben, not only do you get the blueprint so that you can make that mask at home should you want because they just want people to get masks. They don't, they don't care how. Whether you buy them, you make them, cool. You just get one. The other thing is if you buy one of their masks, I think they're running about 13 bucks. The pre-order opens up next week on Tuesday. Uh, They're like 13 bucks. If you order one for yourself, you also have ordered one for a health, uh, they'll send one to a first line health uh, 
person free of charge. So you're doing a deed for yourself, protecting yourself in this current era that we're in, and you're helping frontline workers get masks from a local Seattle company. Absolutely. And uh, what a great cause to be able to, you know, buy one, take care of yourself and take care of someone else uh, whom you may not know. It's kind of a nice, uh, a nice gesture that Tom Bean is doing. Got a link to it in the show notes. And for the love of Greg the Hammer Valentine. Drink. That's right. Uh, one thing to keep in mind, though, uh, at this time of this recording, there is an email list, uh, you know, to be notified. Uh, and just for all the technology, security, privacy folks out there, I use my masked email account to be able to get on their list. Get it? Masked. I, That's right. That's uh, totally nerdy. Um, That's how we roll, baby. Yep. So anyway, take a look at them. Also, there's uh, another link in the show notes on DIYing it because like I said, they actually talk about how you can make their mask at home. They also show little tricks if you want to mass produce these masks for other people. Like uh, matter of fact, Tom, the man, Tom Ben himself is on these videos and kind of, you know, talks about how he even does it at his own sewing machine, which is really cool. Um, really cool local story uh, and right, made right here in Seattle, Washington out of a USA factory. That's just, that's killer. Let's go into our new bit. Yes, indeed. There was a podcaster who had a bit and bingo was his name. Oh, take it, AJ. <laughs> C-H-R-I-S-C-H-R-I-S. <laughs> So, okay, Bellingham Bingo. This, this is courtesy by, uh, by way of uh, an idea from my wife. So uh, we've been under lockdown for about seven, eight-ish weeks by the time this episode drops. And out of it, um, obviously, like things, we're, we're kind of keeping, we're keeping in as much as we can. But at the same time, like every other week or so, we'll try to order in. Uh, from a local restaurant. And honestly, it's, it's twofold. One, it gives, you know, every fortnight a day off for us to cook at home, but also we're supporting our local economy. Now with my family, obviously slim pickings to start with, because I have a very wide myriad of, of allergies to deal with. But out of it, my wife pointed out, like, if you're at home and you're listening to the show and you're thinking to yourself, self, gosh, I'm hungry. It's Friday. And I really feel like and then insert whatever your favorite grub is. Order local first, first. And here's why. If you don't, at the end of all this crisis, those restaurants still have rent. That restaurant still has employees. If they don't make it through however long this is, you're not going to have a local haunt to go back to. That's right. And, and Chris, you and I have talked to a few of, uh, you know, restaurant tours here in Bellingham and, and things, they're getting by, but things are not great for our local restaurants. Well, you know, the, I think from a previous uh, amount of revenue and a previous amount of folks being served, uh, it's been uh, severely truncated. And so if you want to see your, your wonderful variety of uh, eateries and uh, drankeries uh, to be around in 2021, uh, if they offer some to-go options, uh, give them a try because yeah, not only, not only are you help, helping the local economy, but you're helping them stay open. It's kind of like, you know, uh, if you remember that, uh, movie, Oh brother, where art thou? Uh, George Clooney's character says, I don't want no fop. I'm a Dapper Dan man. So if you are, uh, a Hana teriyaki man like myself on 701 West Holly street in Bellingham, they do have uh, to-go orders available. Mm -mm, they are tasty. And uh, I, I was able to link a total uh, full menu, even though they don't have a website. This is how awesome mm. Hana is. They shirk 
social media. They, sh they don't need their own website. They are so good. They just, you just have to go to them and uh, got a Yelp uh, link of a lot of the items they have available for you to water your mouth with. So check out uh, Hana Teriyaki. That is the center of my Bellingham bingo card. AJ, what about you? Okay, so the center of my Bellingham bingo card, and yes, that is the bit that we're running, folks, is as we are, Chris and I are going to be on lockdown, you're going to fill out your bingo sheets, okay? And That's try right. to we're connect all out in a few episodes. Oh, yeah. So I've got to give a shout out to, uh, I've, I've said her name multiple times on the show. I will go on the record and say that she's the best chef in all of Bellingham, and her name is Magdalena. Magdalena's Crapery is out of Fairhaven. Um, I got uh, her website is magdalenascrapery.com. The thing I want to point out about her, and this is something I've noticed with some, some, uh, restaurants, there's kind of like three avenues that, uh, restaurants are getting the word out. One is through their social media. The second is through, uh, their, their, obviously their, their website and such. But the other way is that they may, um, have a reduced menu or a day that they're open. And then you go and like, just reserve a time to go go to the restaurant or whatever to pick up your chow with magda she does the post on instagram and facebook is kind of uh what it is and it's a reduced menu and uh if you are in the mood for crepes sweet or savory savory she's got them um pierogies some of the best pierogi dumplings you've ever had in your life you can get them and basically get a big ziploc bag of them frozen and you throw them in your freezer, and right there, you've got at least two nights worth of dinner. I'm just saying. But um, show, show Magda some love, um, and you can check her out on, on Instagram or Facebook. And she both usually posts a couple times a week of what that menu is, and then you pick it up on the next day or two, uh, whatever the schedule pickup date is. Excellent. Sounds good. So there are, uh, there's, uh, there's our first. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a water bottle drink. <laughs> Uh, you need to keep that. It's a good sound effect. Yes, um, indeed. Brought to you by Hydroflask. No, just kidding. <laughs> and, and, and also, speaking of Hydroflask, you might be drinking your water while listening to uh, community-powered KMRE Radio 102.3 FM. They're community-powered and gulping at KMRE.org. <laughs> see, what the people don't see right now is that we're watching each other uh, through a Zoom video chat. And, and boy, howdy, if we were to actually put these Zoom video chats on the on an online streaming service, I think we might get about two or three more listeners or <laughs> do the show just out of the curiosity factor, or we might lose everyone else. That's good. Uh, listening in. Yeah. I've, I've thought about it, Chris, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that. You and I have faces made for radio. Indeed. So let's segue into what we've been, what we were building up to. So uh, during this, this pandemic, uh, there's been a lot of working at home. Luckily you and I have our, our, our employment still and things have been quite hopping for us. Um, the thing about this is, is that there was a mad dash for toilet paper and technology, if you ask me, because you could not, and I can prove it, could not get a keyboard and mouse off of any website uh, for a reasonable price for the last three weeks. Yep. Or webcams for that matter. Cams or microphones or it's been pretty bonkers. Um, but out of it, you and I finally have gotten enough kit that we can kind of talk about how we've equipped our, our home office. I mentioned last episode, I've been, uh, I've been kicked out of the uh, dining room and I'm actually now in the playroom. Um, and then you've also been reorganizing your guest, what was your guest room. So let's kick it off with you because you have the biggest acquisition by volume. 
Yeah, and weight for that matter. Uh, yes, I, I, so I had a very small svelte desk uh, in my guest room. <clears throat> Mainly when I bought it, it w I was not expecting to do a full eight hour workday uh, in a, what would it be, a two and a half foot by one and a half foot uh, desk. It would definitely be in the minimalist category. Uh, had an opportunity, had the uh, ability to find a motorized standing desk for a very reasonable price, thank you very much, keeping in mind that uh, I'm pretty much going to be working from this location uh, for the foreseeable future uh, until things get better, and uh, this definitely helps matters out. I have uh, about a four foot by two and a half foot uh, surface, flat surface, which is great, and uh, you know, it's a sit-stand desk with a motor thingy, which is totally cool, but I've kept it in the standing mode and removed my desk chair for a reason because um, I think it's just probably, you know, health benefits better uh, to be standing while doing this. And then I have a, another cushy chair to sit down in if I want to take a breather or something like that. Um, uh, in addition to that, I have, I have lived and died by the Logitech K8 10 series. Uh, I, you know, Logitech K811 or K810, depending if you have a Windows or a Mac computer, uh, thoroughly enjoy that. But I had an opportunity to upgrade to the Logitech Master, uh, let me see, the Logitech MX Keys keyboard. And boy, howdy, this thing is heavy. Uh, and you wouldn't really expect a keyboard to be heavy. Like, let's try, you know, six or seven pounds. It's got to yeah. be. I mean, it's a beastie kind of thing. USB-C charging, uh, backlit keys in case I'm working at night, which is glorious. And uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. So I've got a couple additions to the office so I can fly on, uh, you know, correspondence and uh, doing all the clicky clicks. The, the MX that you have, is that actually a mechanical keyboard or is that still no, a, a membrane keyboard? No, it's a, a, a membrane keyboard. Yeah. So you got, you, there's, there's two kinds. You got mechanicals where it's got actual mechanical switches and then you got the membrane, which is kind of like, uh, they're a little bit squishier. I have a squishy keyboard. I, I, I type quietly as opposed to machine gun, uh, people that we <laughs> would have in the office with those mechanical keyboards that I would go over and slam their door <laughs> to their office. For. No, I'm not a fan of the mechanical keyboards, but okay. that being said, I have respect for all those who choose to, uh, partake AJ. How is the keyboard hunt going for you? I too have lived and died by the same K811 because I have it for my Mac back at the office. I love that keyboard. I've spilled many a cup of key, uh, coffee on that keyboard and it still survives. But um, the, the, I just wanted to kind of go a different direction. So I, I, I wanted to get the low free. Um, which anybody who might remember the low free, they were originally a Kickstarter. And what they did is they created a mechanical keyboard that was wire uh, that was Bluetooth. Um, that could control three different devices and uh, also was mechanical key, but not kerchunk, kerchunk. You want to just gouge your eye or your earballs out. Not rat-a-tat-tat in nature. Yeah. So the, and they're, they're gorgeously designed. They're quite pricey, about 150 bucks. And um, in doing my research for it, because I, I love how they, they, they look, um, there's quite some different opinions of, of reviews of them. Um, largely that, they are beautifully designed, but poorly executed. So for mm. instance, the first version, which was the dot, um, the, the squiggly key is above the Q as opposed to where the number one is typically on your keyboard. Ooh, that's not good for the, uh, for the finger placement. 
nope or the uh, the the arrow keys as opposed to up down left right left down and right are all in the same row with an up key staggered in between the down and the right arrow that's a bit of a deal breaker for some yeah. people so 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 they there was an update um they then they created what's called the four seasons which basically there are four color palettes based off of the four seasons no vivaldi did not get encroached on this one i was about to go that reference but you beat me to it uh, us Italians, we think we think alike. So anyway, I look. I almost threw down on this, and again, I, I stopped myself because they they did update the keyboard where the positioning of the keys for home row and and the numbers are are aligned and stuff. But the arrows were just giving me the clanks. So I threw down on the A Jazz three hundred eight I. A Jazz, just a, a Chinese company, um, and they make something that looks similar to the Low Free, but the keys are properly spaced there you know it's function uh function and form got it in and i used it for about two or three days and it just was not working for me like literally the bluetooth would drop out i couldn't connect to multiple devices which it was supposed to be able to do again the function if it's a keyboard like it can look pretty but if it don't function it ain't any good <laughs> like it sounds like the a jazz was a little out of uh, off tune for you it was it was a it was a bit baroque Yes, indeed. Well played. Um, and I, I and I know that there's some probably there's some gamers out there that's going like, well, you know, Ajaz's mechanical stuff is better. The the Ajaz 308 uh, is a is a membrane keyboard. It looks like a mechanical keyboard, but it's not. And I, I took a look at their their mechanical zero, which actually is a gamer's keyboard. Um, I probably would have probably I should have probably looked at that as opposed to this one. But hey, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So throw out the low, the, the low free, throw out the Ajaz, and I went back to Logitech, what I know and love, yep. except they have this really cute keyboard. It's called the three, K380. Mm-hmm. Um, similar vein as our 811, except it's got rounded uh, caps um, as opposed to square caps. And you can control three devices from it. So I've got my phone so I can switch on the fly, sing along if you know the words. No backlit keyboard, but that's okay. I only work during the day. Uh, right now and mm-hmm. um the the nice thing about this is is that with the new updated software you can custom i mean yeah you can custom map keys pretty much on windows or mac generally but they have a new app that allows you to really neatly and sweetly control the function keys in um including launching applications so like for instance i have my f7 mapped to my password manager because i get into it all the time um and they also have a for us mac users the big and small delete keys. So you can delete forward, delete back, which I have Very greatly good. missed. Very good. Nice touch. Yeah. So I would take a look at it. And also it's reasonably priced. Um, it's about 30 bucks. Um, and it's got some heft to it. So, I mean, it, you can you can definitely, it, it's definitely a membrane keyboard, but it's got a nice travel to it so that it's it's clickety, but it's not kerchunkety. What AJ was just describing for those of you listening that may still be using the same wired keyboard that came with your computer from five years ago uh, that probably has a lot of the, uh, let's see, the D uh, label has been scratched off or or disappeared or you have an M that kind of looks like just a line. Uh, Perhaps you might want to drop 30 or so bucks and get yourself a keyboard that can not only take care of your primary desktop computer, but could also add a push of a button, like AJ mentioned, text message someone on the phone that's nearby on your desk space. So uh, yeah, we're fans of Logitech and uh, we'd love to have them, you know, make us an offer to advertise on the show. <laughs> but until then, uh, we're just doing this because we like it. 
Yeah, no, I, I do. I have to say like, as much as I wanted to go something well-designed, something that looks pretty and stuff, I, it's got a function, yo. And I have to say Logitech has been doing this for what, two decades, if not more? More, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that you, they've got software, they've got hardware, they've got support, and they got functionality. And, you know, they just can't really be beat. Uh, what, do you, what have you got for, for your new mouse setup? You know, even when I was uh, forced to use a Windows computer back in the day, there's a certain thing about muscle memory, about uh, when I'm doing so many rapid fire, uh, pinpoint exact locations on a screen, I want to have a mouse that I don't need to be like, what, what is this? Where is this? Where is my... What are my fingerprints touching? And uh, I've got an Apple Magic Mouse uh, that I've got, you know, not, uh, just it, it works exactly uh, how I need it to. I, my brain doesn't have to uh, adjust like it currently is with the newer Logitech MX Keys keyboard, which is fine. Uh, no, uh, Apple Magic Mouse seems to do the trick for me because it's one less thing I got to worry about when I'm pounding out. 5 million emails an hour. So uh, yeah, what about you, AJ? So my, my main workstation is a, a MacBook Pro and you know, getting this risen up so that I can, I'm also at a standing desk of my own creation, which is uh, two foot lockers and a plank of wood. But you know, that aside, so Omotion, um, which you and I have talked about many, many moons ago, they're the company of our favorite uh, tempered glass screen protectors for our smart devices. Oh yeah, oh yeah. C come to find out, they also do peripherals. So I've got this Omotion mouse. It's cheap. I think it was like twelve bucks. It runs off of one AA battery. Uh, this is all right. It's going back um, largely because the scroll wheel kind of skips and lags, and that's the deal breaker for me in doing design work. I'm the same way when I don't have my morning uh, caffeine rush. I skip, skip and lag, lag often. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I got you. <laughs> but for just a generic user for, you know, 15 bucks, it's, it's, a, it's a good enough mouse. But I just, for me, I've got to send it back. I've got a Logitech Pro coming in, uh, which is the M720 Triathlon. And when I get it in, I'll probably talk more about it on the show. But, you know, having a solid mouse and keyboard solution for anybody who's working at home. You, I mean, your MX is quite, a little bit pricey. I think it's a hundred bucks for that keyboard. Yeah, that's uh, it is around the 99 zone uh, plus shipping and handling and tax. But, you know, uh, for what I'm doing, that directly relates to my work and uh, had the opportunity to, to get a good deal on it. And so I figured I'd throw down. I guess the big thing that we're you and I are kind of harping on is, is that like if, if you're working at home, now would be the time. Definitely. If you know that this is going to go on for a while for you, definitely, you know, set aside 200 bucks and just. Uh, refresh your workflow. We're not saying go get the newest shiny, don't get a new computer or anything like that. But the things that will either A, make you more comfortable, help your posture, like now that things are freeing up and stuff uh, as, as in supply chain, this would be a time, look at headphones. You and I talked about that a couple episodes back. Um, look at a good mouse and keyboard, uh, especially as this progresses. It'll definitely help your, your work. What he said. So speaking of, of work, uh, let's get into a little bit of our new things. What, what have you been working on? Well, uh, I figure that, you know, we're going to be here for a while. And uh, while I'm full steam ahead in a lot of my technology work, I want to try to, you know, expand myself. We talked about learning from videos and uh, other things online for content. Well, I happened to stumble upon a link that took me to an online training site uh, called Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y.com. And, uh, you know, another one is Coursera and all these online uh, institutions. Well, I saw this banner that says courses 999 until May 14th. 
And, hmm. Okay, yeah, it, that's exactly what I said. Hmm. And I took a look and there is a particular instructor uh, who is well regarded in the privacy and security uh, community. And he had a cybersecurity course, a four part cybersecurity course, uh, around 12 bucks for about 10 to 12 hours of le video lectures about aspects of uh, privacy, security, and uh, staying safe online. Gosh, that sounds like a decent deal, uh, as I'm not dropping 75 to $100 on an evening out on the town uh, as per previous weeks. So I threw down on uh, some online training, and the thing is you can buy it now and you would own it, quote, unquote, or at least take the courses forever. So in case of life occurs, you can lock in on a pretty good deal uh, hmm. for this training. Now, if there's something that you've always wanted to learn, check out some of these online courses like Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y.com or Coursera.com or some other uh, online uh, learning sites like that. You might be able to get a pretty good deal about uh, some kind of training, formalized training uh, by a pretty knowledgeable instructor. So that's what I've been, uh, I've been pretty, uh, I learned a lot just in the first session. And I'm like, oh, wow, I've got a lot to learn. <laughs> so AJ, uh, how about yourself? So at the time of this recording, uh, Governor Jay Inslee of the state of Washington has finally opened up uh, a little bit more of our public lands, at least state-owned public lands for day use. Um, I would just encourage anybody to abide by, you know, all social distancing regs, but get out. As you and I have hit ad nauseum, like our, our city trails are super packed. You know, I would, I would encourage you, you know, on a Saturday, get out, you know, drive out just a little bit, maybe 15, 20 minutes, head out towards Glacier. Bear in mind that our national forests and parks are indeed closed. And that's twofold. One, the Fed has said that those lands are closed. But the second is that uh, my backpacker uh, brethren and sisters don't go out in the backcountry right now. There's no EMS support. Like, again, those people aren't working right now. And if something goes yeah. wrong, you don't have a safety net. So be safe. Um, one place I want to point out that you may not know about, I didn't, I accidentally found it, is if you head out towards Glacier, if you're heading towards Silver, Silver Lake, there is a small little trail with a small little parking lot, small little trailhead just to the right of that same road. Super easy, super easy grade. Um, we, my, my family and I did about a mile, mile and a half in just, you know, hour, hour and a half of just dorking around. What's cool about it is if you like Whatcom Falls Park, this is basically Whatcom Falls Park before it got prettified because there are still some parts of this trail. It was, it was fun. It was safe enough for my toddler to play around with. Um, but there are definitely some skiff, squiffy parts Literally, there's a little waterfall that's there and it's with a sluice and stuff and it kind of cuts through and it's really cooking there, but there's no guardrails. Imagine walk, uh, you know, uh, Wacom Falls without any guardrails. So just be, be careful. Um, check it out, but just, just grab the map of your local area and find the places that you haven't gone out to and go there because honestly, we were out there and there was only one other family that was out there. So go find the, the things that are uncharted to you is what I would say. What a great idea. So I think our, our, our final uh, portion of the show is uh, this part of the show is uh, for quality assurance and these recommendations may be monitored, etc. Uh, <laughs> etc. Et we'll, um, we'll go with a better bit for it. But yes, this yeah, is our exactly. quality assurance. That's right. Uh, I've, I've actually haven't uh, been watching too many videos per se or 
Uh, I've actually kind of did the uh, Hunger Games quarter quell of all my podcasts, mm. uh, trying to get a little less in my uh, subscription feed to see which ones are adding value to my life. Mm. Uh, but there was a book that I happened to uh, come, stumble across from a tech article that I that crossed my paths. Is there's a fellow by the name of Bruce Schneier, and Bruce uh, has a website called Schneier on Security, uh, one of the well-respected. Uh, cryptologists and other professionals out there on the net. He's got a book called Data and Goliath. Cheeky, yes. Uh, basically, it, was, it came out in 2015. So this is a five-year-old uh, new thing I discovered. Uh, it was an Amazon best book of the year from 2015, but pretty much these are the, he talks about the hidden battles to collect your data and control your world. Now, what have I been talking about the past few weeks on this show? <laughs> Giving away your data, making sure your privacy is set to zero, and no, I was kidding. Yeah, exactly. So it's just been a very interesting read, uh, affirming in a lot of things that I was suspicious about and giving me some ideas on how to uh, improve my threat landscape. Uh, maybe do a little bit of cultivating in my threat landscape, if you will. So uh, Data and Goliath from Bruce Shanire, that's what I've been reading lately. How about you, AJ? Uh, my podcast, I've been kind of like you, I've been keeping it spelt. I kind of stick to my my normals, you know, anything from 40 and 20 to the Hodinkee guys to American public media, you know, just just my, my normal routine, um, just because I don't want to get too overwhelmed with what's going on. But one thing that I've been doing, much like you, is uh, books. I mean, I, I like like kind of curling up with my, my Kindle. There's an author that I absolutely adore and she has a standing offer. If she ever wants to come up on the show, I've mentioned her before, Gigi Pandian. Um, she does this wonderful series uh, ba uh, that that's, kind of takes place in either Paris, France or in Portland, Oregon. And it's called the Accidental Alchemist series. Well, Interesting. She, she put out a novella, which is kind of like book four and a half and it's available for uh, ebook. It's right now. I think it's like two ninety nine. So throw this 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 author some bones and throw her some love because I absolutely adore her work. And it, basically, it's it's book four and a half of her Accidental Alchemist series. And it's it. I haven't read it yet. It's 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 sitting it's sitting on my my Kindle as we speak. But what's cool about this is called the Lost Gargoyle of Paris. It's from the the excerpt. Alchemist Zoe Faust and her impish gargoyle sidekick Dorian Robert Houdin traveled to Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris to investigate a mysterious discovery found in the wreckage of the tragic fire. So this is what's great about this author. So in these previous books, she makes mention to. But in light of what has happened, it's like she's she's kind of dovetailed re the like current events into her, her her the ethos of the story. I just thought this was great. One, I've mentioned this before. Support your artists. Uh, I want to call her a local artist, even though she's not here in Bellingham. But just again, find these good works out and throw these artists some some love during this time because you know it's not like authors can go on book tours or anything like that. So that's why I wanted to plug her. Very good. And so with that in mind, I think we should probably stick a fork in this episode. Yeah, that wraps it up for this 153rd edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get your podcasts. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area, like we all are because we're in lockdown, you might be listening to us on KMRE 102.3 FM. Community powered and streaming all over the internet at KMRE.org. And on that note, from that lockdown city by the Sailor Sea, I'm still AJ Barsay. 
And I'm still Chris Powell, impish in some aspects. Thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. Impish, but devilishly handsome. A six-letter word that I identify with. Devilishly? <laughs>